got to be about enjoying it. Otherwise, you know, it's not fun anymore. Yeah. Welcome to the Indie Author Max podcast. Join me and my friends as I journey from amateur writer to published author. You will know it is time to turn the page when you hear the bullwhip crack like this. Let's begin now. Hello everybody and welcome back to the podcast. It is March 2023 as I record this Uh, In the interview section today, I will be talking to my good friend, Christine Fitzgerald, who is a children's book author. But before we get to that, I've got lots of exciting information for you about things that are coming up for me in the next few weeks. As you've probably heard me mention before, I'm spending a a fair bit of time at market selling my two books, and I've got a couple of uh, exciting ones coming up over the next month or so. Uh, So you'll be able to find me and and Christine Fitzgerald, who I'll be talking to soon, at Clune's Booktown, um, and that will be on the 25th and 26th of March. Uh, Now, Clune's is uh, a really nice little town, um, which is just about half an hour north of Ballarat, where I am, and probably about, well, probably just under two hours northwest from Melbourne. Um, it's a really nice little town, uh, a nice big wide street and some um, gold rush heritage buildings that line that street and each year they have a book town where they close off the streets and they have hundreds of uh, authors and artists and musicians who uh, descend on the town and there's going to be thousands of books for sale, um, second-hand books, new books, self-published authors, um, traditionally published authors. Um, so if you are into books, that is a really great one to get to. So that's yeah, the 25th and the 26th of March. The theme for Booktown this year is to tell your story. Um, so there'll be lots of people there presenting their stories through books obviously but also through films and music and pictures Um, so that's you know if that sounds like your kind of thing then yeah I really recommend having a look at Clune's Booktown. Also if you can't catch me at Clune's Booktown um, I will also be in Hall's Gap on uh, the 9th of April. They have a, a really great market there over the Easter weekend and so I'll be selling my book there too if you can make along to, to that, that would be great to see people come along, say hello, buy some books for your uh, Easter weekend. In other news, this podcast is now available not only on Spotify, where most of you I'm assuming would be listening, uh, but it is also now available on Apple Podcasts and also iHeartRadio, so some of you might be listening to the podcast on one of those services in the future. Thank you to the people that are continuing to support the podcast um, and thank you to those people who are listening to this in the future who have started uh, supporting the podcast. Also, something else that you could support me with is, uh, some of you will remember, I am running a competition at the moment. So if you would like a cameo in my third book, then there's a couple of ways you could enter the competition. So the first way is to sign up to my newsletter. Um, and that is at maxvictorbooks.com 
And if you're already um, already have signed up to the newsletter, then what you need to do is just send me an email um, telling me somebody that you would like to see come back in book three. So somebody that has been in book one, which is Cinder and Black, and book two, Hearts and Diamonds. If somebody has disappeared from either of those books, a character, and you'd like to see them come back in book three, then you can shoot me an email and let me know uh, who that would be and why. And that's just maxvictorbooks at gmail.com. And remember, it's max with two X's. And that competition will be drawn next month. So, um, yeah, remember to get your get your entries in for a chance to have your name in book three of the Anchor and Moon trilogy. Oh, and just one more thing before we head off to the interview with Christine. Um, just heard on the radio today that uh, dogs are now going to be allowed at Booktown this year. So in the past, dogs haven't been allowed into Clunes Booktown, but I just heard on the radio that they will be allowed. You'll be allowed to bring your fur babies along as long as they're on a lead and they're restrained. You can bring them along and they can enjoy the day with you. Okay, well thanks for listening um, and hope you really enjoy the interview with Christine. I really enjoyed um, interviewing her and might see some of you in a couple of weekends time at Clunes Booktown or maybe even over the Easter weekend in Halls Gap. So um, I'll see you then. So today I'm talking to my friend Christine Fitzgerald. So welcome to the podcast. Hi, Max. How are you? Good. I wanted to start off with getting you to tell me a little bit about you and a, and a bit about your books. Right. Well, um, most people wouldn't pick me as a, an author of children's books or, you know, an author in general because I'm actually a maths lecturer. Yes. But, but I do love maths and I also love writing. So they might sound like opposites, but for me it works well. It's a good balance. Yeah. And it's funny, we um, we've talked about this a bit. I'm the same when people find yeah. out, you know, find out I'm a teacher, they go, oh, are you an English teacher or are you a, you know, mm. a drama teacher or whatever? Like, oh, no, maths teacher mainly. So, yeah. <laughs> <Very good>. yeah. <laughs> Balances both sides of the brain. <laughs> yes. Um, and how many books have you written so far? Um, four. So yeah. I published White Space about 10 or a little bit more years ago yeah. and that's a self-help book for adults. Um, and then I've written a series of three fairy books and they're more recent. So the first was in 2020 and the others following from there. Yeah. And you've got an artist to do the, the drawings and things for you. So who, That's right. who's, who does those for you? Well, I self-published these books and yes. they were through the Australian Self-Publishing Group. Yep. And as part of the package, they provide a graphic designer. Yeah. yeah. And is it the same person for each book? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's sort of part of um, the package they do. And do they do a bit of sort of advertising and things for you too, or is that? No. No, the marketing's up to me. There might be other levels of packages I could purchase that include marketing, but yeah. um, no, I do the marketing myself. Yeah. Um, and what's the name of those books? The first one is The Ring of Toadstools. Yeah. Um, and that's where, that's the first in the story where there's a little girl, Annie, who doesn't have any friends, but she meets a fairy and that's her first real friendship. Yep. And then in the second one, it's called The Birthday Wish. 
and she really wants to make a friend at school and have a human friend as well as her fairy friends. Yeah. And the third one is the Rainbow Connection, where the three of them then continue with their adventures. Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 Um, and how long do you think, you know, when we talked about your, your first book was actually a, a self-help book. How long do you think it took you to, to write that one? The first one? Yeah. Um, oh, look, it could have been about six months. And how did that sort of come about? Was it you were writing a blog first like that some people do or was it just writing down a diary or some thoughts or how did, how did it sort of come about that? Yeah, it's um, it's about slowing down and the benefits of not rushing too much, you know, stress management. And I went through a time where I was really rushing a lot and I was finding it difficult to slow my mind down because it felt like it was getting, you know, beyond my control. So I had to try pretty hard then in order to bring it back. And I wrote about, you know, what worked for me. Yeah. It's very, very sort of opposite ends of the um, the writing spectrum, aren't they? The, uh, yeah. Self help book and one, but I'm I'm assuming those sorts of themes of looking after yourself and and those sort of things come through in the the kids' books anyway. Like I'm sure they they have a bit of a a message to them as well. Yeah, I think as well because that. Um first book was, you know, quite personal. It's pretty scary putting it out there into a public space. So I went off the idea of writing books, but it never fully went away and I wanted to write fiction. Yeah. Yeah. And I used to read only nonfiction, but then um, I sort of did a a quite sudden turnaround and all of a sudden I was enjoying fiction. Um, And so I thought, well, you know, writing fiction would be better because it's stories, you know, it's not based on real life and it's not based on, you know, my own experiences, even though sometimes it is. Yes. And writing, I'd like to continue with it. And I think it's always going to be stories that have a message of some kind. Yeah. And look, I think we've talked before about this because we've we've done um, markets together where we've we've sold our books together. Mm. I think we've talked about it's confronting enough to put your fiction stories out there because even though they are fiction, they are a part of you. They're something that's sort of mm. personal to you and there are, you know, your real stories do come out in those. So, um, yes, I think you were very brave to to put out a, a self-help book and a non-fiction book was a brave way to start. I, I don't know that I'd – I have thought about doing things like that, but um, – yeah, it, it is. It is hard enough to even put yourself out there to to show your your art to the world. Yeah, and at the time I hadn't really considered that. Like I, I decided I wanted to write a book, and that felt like a pretty good thing to achieve. Yeah. And of course, if you write a book, get it published. But yes. then, you know, what happens then? Then people read it, and even people who you know read it, and that's when it gets, you know, a bit a bit scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. And. You've gone through, I guess, what's what we would call a bit of a hybrid model. You, yes, you're self-publishing, um, but uh, you said that a company has sort of done some of that for you. So how does that process work? Um, do they do the editing or have you had to sort of take it through editing first before you send it to them? How does that process work? 
Yeah, I think mine's just considered self-publishing. Yes. So I do the editing myself. And yeah. with the first fairy book, I think I read it about 20 times before I was convinced yeah. um, there were no typos or anything in it. Yeah. And I can't swear that it's perfect because it might not be, but I think I got, well, I, I removed any mistakes that I could find. Yes. Yeah. The second book, I got that down to about eight or 10 reads and the yeah. same with the third. Yeah. So, yeah, I read it through about eight or ten. So it might take three or four or five months to write the first draft, but it yeah. takes just as long again to do the proofreading yeah. at least. Yeah. Yeah. And I find a similar amount of time to get the illustrations right because once I do send it off to be published, you know, you start to um, answer the questions that the publisher needs to know about, like you've got to write a blurb and you've got to give a, an about the author um, section and yeah. Describe what you want in your pictures. But when those pictures start to appear, the illustrations, um, I get input into whether it's as I want it. And so back and forth, making little changes to the illustrations, that yeah. takes a few months as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm actually, I am particularly interested in this because I, I have a couple of kids' stories that I've tried to go down the path of fully, you know, publishing them myself but trying to one find an illustrator was really quite difficult and the idea of formatting that all together into a nice looking booklet is mm. I think almost beyond me so I mm. think that's probably maybe something I might follow up um, and get those yeah get that information off you a little bit later so what was the company again that does that for you I use the Australian self-publishing group Australian self-publishing group yeah because um, that sounds like a good way of doing it because I, I think, um, yes, I, I, I love finding out how to do these things and trying these things myself, but I think actually putting together a nicely formatted um, book, and your books are beautiful, I've looked at them, they look great, you know, mm, putting those together as a, a nice, neat package I think is almost beyond my um, <laughs> my skill level at the moment. So, I'm Well, you did your books yourself, didn't you? Like you yeah, yeah. But, and all of that yourself. Yeah, so we, and look, that was fun, and but mm. you know, they, they don't have illustrations in them. They're not. Um, mm. It's yeah. and I, I was very lucky that I got a friend to do the cover design for me, and he did a great yes. job, and he makes yeah. sure all that fits to the right size and the right things. But so he takes care of that stuff for me. So that's good. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm yeah. um, trying to track down an illustrator and, and one too that's willing to take a bit of a risk on it where you know i i don't want to offer them a large sum of money for something i might never make any money out of either so that's right yep. yeah yeah um and there's so many different ways to publish books now yes which is, which is great that it is and, yeah um i think a lot of people still get stuck in this idea that they want a traditional publishing deal which you know which would be nice if somebody gave you a, a whole lot of money to publish your book but then you also lose control over that mm. you know like a lot of the decisions are not up to you anyway so yeah, yeah exactly yep yeah um and what sort of advice would you give to somebody that is thinking about um going down the line of publishing their own books um well to me it's all about the writing you know the writing yeah. is the creative outlet and as long as i enjoy that then it's a good thing yeah. Um, you know, I might choose to paint pictures. I might choose to do other creative things, play an instrument. But at the moment, I'm enjoying writing. And when I write, if I think 
you know, this is a book to be published, it it feels like too much pressure and yeah. I just can't, you know, I can't do it. But if I think, no, this is just for my own enjoyment, you know, I can write anything, it doesn't have to be read by anybody else, then, yeah. you know, and it doesn't matter what I write. And that's how I did the first fairy book, The Ring of Toadstools. I yeah. tried writing another book and couldn't even make a start. But when I said, okay, I'll do fairy fun and just for me, I felt more free and I could then, you know, write anything at all. It didn't matter what it was. But it turned out like there was no chapter that I completely eliminated, not at all. Yeah. It all fit together pretty well and I made edits, like I made little changes and things, but nothing major. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, first I'd advise that the writing is, you know, for your own enjoyment and fulfilment. But then for publishing... Um, well, as we said, there's lots of options. There's everything from printing it yourself to getting it self-published to getting it hybrid published to getting it traditionally published. Yeah. And yeah. that's my knowledge. There might even be more that I'm unaware of. Yeah. Well, I mean, even I think there's even some people, you know, it's a completely different world that I haven't explored of that they're happy to be publishing things solely online, these, these sort of what up things and things like that where they're writing these whole serials and um getting paid to do things that way too so yeah. um yeah there's there's all sorts of ways to go about it yeah and the question i always ask people on this are they you know are you ready to leave your your day job yet is you're ready for this to be your career no no this is my hobby yes um i love my day job i love my job um yeah. teaching maths at the university i used to teach in schools but schools yep. are hard you know high schools are hard work <laughs> yes I know <laughs> and the working at the uni you know with students who want to be there and I'm in a college and we've got small class sizes and it's just the most ideal situation you could ever yeah. dream up yeah yeah I love my job and you know I've got my income from that and then I've got time to write and you know do other things which if one day you know I make good money out of them that would be fantastic but it's not the focus. And I, I guess that sort of circles back to what you were, you were talking about anyway, about making sure that you, you're enjoying it. If mm. it suddenly became your job, I, I do wonder about people that, you know, I, part of me goes, yeah, I'd love if my job was just to, to sit and write. Um, but I wonder whether it would be then become a, the pressure of you have to do that. Um, yeah. Whether it still would be fun. Yeah. And, the stress yeah. of, you know, I, I, I and you're, you're the same. People, people always want teachers, you know. So there's, there's always been that, that benefit of being a teacher and having that continual income, that solid income, that you know, that, that safe income. And whereas, if you were just a writer, it would be what happens. What happens if you just can't think of the next book, or you get writer's block, or people just start not reading so yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and it's not that easy to sell books either um right. you know we've done markets together and that and i sell a few yep. here and there but yep. but yeah it's not that easy to sell them so if i make that my focus and and judge my success on you know how many i sell in a year then i'm probably going to be disappointed yes so it's got to be about enjoying it otherwise you know it's not fun anymore yeah yeah and look, it would be wonderful if suddenly somebody picked up one of our books and yeah. 
started selling hundreds of thousands of copies of it. That would be lovely, but um, yeah. it is, that might not be something that is you know, going to continue forever. It might only be one book that does that, and the next one might not sell any. So, yeah, yeah. it would be a bit, yeah, a bit hard to predict. I think when I wrote my first The Ring of Toadstool, yeah. about white space but with the ring of toadstools i did send it off to a few publishing companies and didn't get anywhere so yeah. i thought okay i'll self-publish and i thought i'll, I'll write two more because that was always my plan but i didn't think i'd self-publish those and yet one day when we did an ocean grove market um together you and i and sarah i yeah. felt really motivated that day and i thought i am going to publish the next two i'm going to complete this series yeah. so i did i made that decision but um I'm now writing a, another series of kids' books and my goal for this or my intention for this is to find a publisher. So I'll do my best. I'll do my best yeah. to find a publisher to pick it up. Yeah. Um, I feel I've done the self-publishing now and I'd like someone else to sort of help. Well, that's it. And, and it, it yeah. is a little bit of a, a justification that, you know, you just thinking that your writing's good enough, but it is that it would be nice for somebody else to go, yeah, this is great and we want to publish this and we will help you with this. Um, yeah. It's something I, I've thought about, like that I, yeah, originally I I wanted my books to go through a publisher and tried a few. I, I, when I look back now, the version of the book I was sending out wasn't ready. Mm, um, okay. and, I, and I had to go back and do things and get some editing done and things like that. But while I was doing through that process, sort of found out about, self-publishing I didn't even really know it was a thing and went well that actually sounds what I'd like to give a go I, I enjoy doing it um, yeah. finding out about technologies and way to do things the same thing yeah I am thinking about writing a second series that is sort of a spin-off of this one I'm doing now uh, I still okay. think I might go yeah I might send some of that through to some publishers and see whether they they would like to just just to try mm. again mm. yeah yeah um, I guess in the first place I wasn't um, actively looking for self-publishing, I was ringing publishing companies to see if, you know, how I would go about submitting my work. And the first one I rang was Hay House because, it, you know, it's a self-help book um, and they're one of my favourite publishers anyway. Yeah. And I said, oh, yes, yes, send your work in. We've got this this branch which is self-publishing and we'd love to. So I was directed into that really quickly. And I thought, yeah. oh, well, they'll publish it. There's a bit of a fee, but that's all right. I'm just happy to get it published. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thought about doing audiobook versions or anything like that because that's sort of where I think I might be heading this year. It's not big on my radar at the moment. Um, I'm just enjoying the writing. And, yeah, my goal for 2023 is to get one of these books or this, this new series picked up by a, a publisher of some sort. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll follow their lead. You know, yeah. if all goes well and um, something happens, I'll follow their lead. And if that means ebooks, great. If that means audiobooks, great. But yeah. yeah, I'm not going to seek doing audiobooks on my own. No, no, no. But yeah, if if that comes up in the in the future, then and somebody else is going to help you with that, then yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 Do you have kids yourself? What's what, no. where did the no. the idea of writing for kids come from? Well, that element of writing for fun. Yeah. So the, the fiction book I tried to write was more for adults. Yeah. Um, and as I said, I couldn't even <laughs> put down. So yes. I thought, right, 
something that's just for fun and fairies was what came to mind so that was pretty clearly going to be a kid's book but it wasn't even to be for anyone else at that stage it was just Just to learn to write it was an exercise to learn to write um and will the next series be the same sort of thing or will be different it's about a young girl who's a detective and in about Oh, sometime early last year anyway, so not quite 12 months ago, yeah. I went out for dinner with my cousin and told her about my fairy books. And she said, I'll tell you what you can write about, Chris. Write about um, a child with a disability. She's yeah. got a little niece who's five who's in a wheelchair. Yeah. And she said there's almost no toys you can buy. There's no books. There's just nothing that normalises disability. Yeah. And I thought, well, what a great idea. You know, I can have a new series and have a central character who's in a wheelchair. Yeah. She's a detective. So not on anything major, but just little things that she comes across. She tries to work out um, how it happened and why it happened. So I've written one. I've started the second. And once I've got three, I think by then I'll have a really good feel of the characters' personalities and things like that. Yeah. And then I'll start contacting publishers. Yeah, that sounds good because, yeah, it really is a very underrepresented sort of area of, you know, kids that, yeah, yeah, what, yeah what if kids want to read something about that has a character like them? There's, I don't, yeah, That's I don't right. know of anything. That's and, right. yeah. yeah, just something to help normalise disability and let them believe, look, it's okay, you know, I can still do plenty of things. There's yeah. just some things that I can't do. And I think the um, detective, sort of the kid detective thing or young person detective genre sort of making a bit of a resurgence, you know. we so with There is the, a bit out there. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. aware till I started to look, but there is a yeah. bit out there. So I love reading the Number One Ladies Detective Agency series. That's for adults. Yeah, yeah. Alexander McCall Smith, I love that. So that's where I sort of got the idea of a detective from. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was more important to have the disability factor in there. Have you read any of Ivanovich? No. No. So there, there. She's she's written heaps of these books. There's, I think, there's nearly thirty of them. Oh. Uh, of these, so she's a, a private eye detective. So kind of a bit sort of. Um, I think it's set in New York. She sort of stumbles through things and kind of solves these things. Um, um, by accident sometimes, but they're, they're lots of fun. So okay. So she's written heaps of those. Um, and there's another one too that I love that's an Australian writer. So she's Marianne Delacourt. Um, okay. So similar sort of thing. I think that, I think she's, the character's based in Perth actually, um, but she, it's a little bit supernatural, which I like too. So she can actually see auras and things like this and they help her solve these these crimes. So. Oh, right. Um, yeah. And it's fiction. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So a bit of fun too. Yeah, well, I've been looking at um, Nancy Drew. I used to read yeah. Nancy Drew books when I was a child, yeah. but they're still publishing them and in at different levels of different age groups as yeah. the target audience. Yeah. I've been looking at those and a friend told me about um, Enola Holmes movies. Yeah. yeah. That, um, that was the two that kind of came to mind for me when you... you yeah. Said, and yeah. like the Nancy Drew thing, like they're they're old, aren't they? Like that's not all of them. No, some are very old, but there's some new yeah. ones too. Yeah, and that sort of yeah. seems to come and come and go. There seems to be different versions. I think there was, I feel like there was one not long ago, a TV series or something about 
Nancy Russo sort of comes in mm. and goes. But, yeah, the Enola Holmes is big at the moment as well. Yeah. So I've got the two Enola Holmes movies. I haven't watched yeah. them yet, but I've got them, oh, so I will see. They're soon. great. I, I love them. So, really? Yeah. Yeah. But I'll look up those other two. Did you say Janet Ivanovich and Mary yeah. Marianne Delacourt? And Delacourt, yep. Okay. And you'll be surprised you. when you see uh, Janet Ivanovich how many of them there are. They just keep going yeah. and going. <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah. Um, so I guess all I need to ask you now then is uh, where can people find out more about you and your books? So have you got websites, Instagrams, those sorts of things, and where can people find out about you? Well, I do live in Geelong. Um, my book is in quite a few stores around town. That's locally yes. here. But yep. online, um, the major book-selling websites, so Amazon and Barnes & Noble, you yep. know, the, the major, the, it's on pretty much all of those. Yes, yeah. So you can Google the Ring of Toadstools, Christine Fitzgerald, yep. and it'll pop up. And are you, have you got a website? Not really, no. Yep. I've got one for another purpose and I have got my books on there, but it's not direct. So, yep. yeah, not really a website. Yeah, but you're on Instagram? Oh, yes, I'm on Instagram. Yep, yep. Christine Fitzgerald, author. Christine Fitzgerald, author. Yeah, so people can yeah. find you there. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for your time. That was lots of fun. And we'll um, catch up again, I'm sure, at some markets. So well, if you want to do a Barwon Heads market, come and join me. I'll be there. Yes. Yeah. And that's for, for, for anyone who's listening too, they should um, come along and find us as well. <laughs> yeah. 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 Terrific. Oh, thanks, Max. That was great. All right. Thank you. See ya. Bye. Thank you again for listening. If you want to find out more about me or my books, please go to maxvictorbooks.com. And remember, that's Max with a double X. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash maxvictor. And remember, that's M-A-X-X-V-I-C-T-O-R. See you next time. Happy writing.